0: All the time. Say so, am I? Well, we're pleased to have Pastor Art Aragon and his beautiful wife, Ms. Joanne, with us this morning from Heritage Family Fellowship, who we are ordained under, and it's a privilege to help to have him here. And I've, I've prepped everyone, and online knows you're here, so feel free to come up and take this microphone. Thank you. We're good at the end. We usually take up our offering at the
1: end.
0: It's standard. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Amen. Please get a hand clap for Pastor Art Eric. Thank you, Lord. sir. Love you.
1: Hey, love you too, man. Praise
2: God. Hey, praise the Lord, everybody. Yeah. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank God for it. I declare and decree in the name of Jesus that all of us are divinely protected. No weapon formed against us shall or ever will prosper. I call your heart strong, your lungs strong, your kidneys strong, your bloodstream is clean, no sickness, no disease, no blood diseases, no strokes, no heart attacks. Amen. I say that we have the mind of Christ, not the mind of crisis. I'm declaring in the name of Jesus, no depression. Amen. And nothing will hinder the word of God from going in and you receiving it this morning in Jesus name. Call your families blessed. No runaways, no drive-by shootings, no rapes, no burglaries. (laughs) I say you live and not die Amen. in the authority of the name of Jesus. Jesus, who is your shepherd, is the one who loves you, made you sit down at a table so that you could sit. And your enemy, watch you, can't do one thing about it, watch you walk in your full blessing. Amen. Amen. God loves you. God believes in you. I speak over this church. I say it grows and increases in every aspect in Jesus' name. God is the God of your supply. God is the God who is abundantly blessed, exceedingly abundantly, above all you could ask or think. Praise God for it. So, anticipate the inevitable. Uh, whatever enemy meant for harm, God has already turned it around for your good. Amen. Amen. And while you're here today, God's working big things out for you out there. Because that's how He works. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. And Jesus is Lord. Amen. And then that's why we can do everything that we're supposed to do with our life and fulfill it Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, it's an honor to be here today with you and declare the will of God, the word of God, declare the life of God in Jesus' name. It's so privileged to be with your pastor. You know, the other day we traveled, we went to the KCM ministry, and uh, so it's a blast being around him. And so we appreciate him. And so uh, him and his lovely bride, she keeps him straight along with the Holy Ghost. And so thank God for that. And so, Amen. And so my beautiful bride, Joanne, is right here with me. And so, uh, so praise God for her. Amen. And so if it wasn't for her, I would be saved. She led me to Jesus Christ. And so I get to wake up every morning to the woman who I consider the greatest soul winner there is because she won me. And so, uh, and, and get the joy of uh, knowing her life and knowing what God did for her and in her and through her. And because of that, my whole family got saved. My mother's in heaven because of her. My father's in heaven because of her. And uh, uh, my uncle is in heaven because of her. Her mother's in heaven because of her. Her father's in heaven because of her. Amen. So praise the Lord. So thank God for her. She's a good soul winner. And so thank God for it. And so we appreciate it. And uh, her. And I appreciate Stan Mendrum being with us. He drives us around. Thank you, Brother Stan. Been with us several years. And so praise God for him. And then my sister-in-law, Suzanne. This is my beautiful sister-in-law. And uh, so I appreciate her being with us as well. Amen. And then my, uh, my sons take care of our church today. And so he's been a So uh, my younger son. So praise God for that. You have your Bible with you. Put it towards heaven and say, this is my Bible. Out of it proceed the issues of life. I can have what my Bible said I can have. I can go where my Bible said I can go. I can do everything my Bible said I can do. The Word of God in my life is final authority. There's nothing greater. more powerful powerful than than the word of god
1: the The word word has healed me delivered
2: me me, me. but most importantly it has saved me me. i use the word of god skillfully today i'll hear faith and i'll be better because of it in jesus name amen holy spirit thank you for the will of god the word of god the ways of god the ways of the spirit as we go not just with the word but by the spirit on what you'd have us to hear this day and do this day and act upon. We're thanking you for it in the authority of the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you for what you put in my heart to share with this beautiful congregation. And we're thanking you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you'll open your Bibles and uh, go to two places, if you will, and uh, I would appreciate you Go to Acts chapter 1 uh, for just this, for this moment. I want to talk to you about, uh, uh, this morning, about the life of the Spirit of God. In, in our lives as we serve God. And do what God tells us to do. When I, when I use that term serve, it's a very important term. That uh, you have to have the nerve to serve. It takes courage. You have to deny your flesh and yield to the Spirit of God. Amen. And so, and, uh, so I want to deal with that. And uh, so as we go through that, my favorite verse of Scripture is Acts chapter 1 verse, verse, uh, chapter one, verse 1. And it makes this statement. The former treatise, that word treatise is the word Letters. Former letters have I written, so two. The book of Luke was one, and then the book of Acts. And he said, the, book, the the former treatises have I made with Theophilus. And I like this part, of the things Jesus began to do and to teach. We have no authority to teach something that is not operating in our life. That's good. You must have it, receive it as a revelation, and then step out and start doing it. If you believe in healing, start ministering to the sick. If you believe in deliverance, you got to minister that. Whatever you preach, you reach. When you preach the gospel, you reach people with the gospel. Thank God for all the praise and worship and all, everything that we do in our services. But the highest thing we do is the preaching of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that sets humanity free. It's the only thing that gets into your mind and straightens up all the confusion. It's the only thing that gets into your bones and heals your bones and cleans you by the word of the living God. Amen. And you are carriers of the word. You're not carriers of COVID-19. You're carriers of the living word of God, which has driven out that foul disease in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're, we're, we're strong. We're healthy. We're born of the spirit of God. So notice that Jesus began to do. Now here, Jesus made a statement. He said, I didn't come to be ministered to. I came to minister. He said, the greatest is the servant of all. So we get into the kingdom. The first authority we have is the authority to sit and learn.
1: Yeah.
2: And then we get into the other aspect of it is serving God, and we do it within our local body. Mm-hmm. That's how God set it up. Amen. Amen. And you can stay healthy staying in one place.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Amen. You can stay strong. Yeah. Right. Amen. Free, full of joy, and that joy must be unspeakable. It's got to be full of glory in the authority of the name of Jesus. Now go over into the another another verse of scripture with me, and I want you to see this. Go over with me to the Luke's Gospel. And let's look at chapter 8 for just a moment, and then I'll go a little further on the genesis of the ministry of helps. It's my subject matter. The genesis of the ministry of helps. But I want you to see this in the ministry of Jesus. And uh, the Bible said that he went that he went about doing good, according to Acts chapter 10, verse 38. And uh, he went about doing good because he was anointed of the Holy Ghost and power. And then he healed the sick, cast out devils. That anointing lifts burdens and destroys yokes. But there came a time in Jesus' ministry when He needed others with Him. And the Bible said, out of the multitude, He selected 70. And He appointed them assignments two by two. And He said, come back before my face and tell me what you learned and what saw. They did that. And then there was another time He called from the 70, He chose 12. From the multitude, He chose 70. From the 70, He chose 12. In the multitude, if you read it in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 9... Jesus looked at the multitude and they were the lame, the blind, the sick, the diseased, the poor, the broken down. The multituders are the most in need. Your job is to get into that multitude and your job is, is, uh, is to help them and then pull out, with, pull out the anointing, set them free, but then don't hang out with them. And so I'll talk a little bit about this, but your job is to go into this world, not partake of the world. Yeah. We're to go into the world Amen. and come in as light. There's no such thing as a flash dark. There's what's called a flash light. Right. Right. Flash darks do not, ex- do not exist. Right.
1: Right.
2: So you, go, you you and I are the light of this world. So in a dark world, you have to be the brightest one at the company. Okay. The brightest one on the job. Your words have to have be so compelling in the elevators. Like what John Osteen said one time he was in an elevator everybody was cussing, laughing, telling dirty jokes. And they were—he was on a high floor, coming down, and then he grabbed his Bible, then dropped it on the floor, got their attention, and then started praying in tongues, and then started quoting the Word. They said, "What are you doing?" He said, "Well, I figured if you could honor your God, I could honor mine." Amen.
1: That's
2: good. <laughs> you got to be bold. Yeah. Yeah. If You're going to take this world. You got to be bold. So this verse of Scripture here makes this statement, and uh, so we're talking to here to to you as members of the church. Catch hold of this. There's so many vital things that we could go with this, but watch this. And now it came to pass, verse twenty-two, Luke chapter eight, verse twenty-two. And it came to pass that on a certain day, that he went into the ship, uh, in, into into a ship with his disciples. And he said unto them, Let's go over to the other side of the lake. And watch this. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. They came down the, and a storm, and uh, and then there came down a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water and uh, were in jeopardy. And they came to him and woke him, saying, Master, Master, uh, we perish. And he arose, he rebuked the wind and the raging water, and they ceased, and there was calm. And then he said to them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying, uh, uh, saying one to another, What manner of man is this that commandeth even the winds and the waters? And they obeyed him. And then when they arrived at this at the uh, country uh, country of uh, the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee, and he went forth, he went forth onto the land, and there came out of that city a certain man which had devils a long time, and wore no clothes, and neither abode in, in any house, but in the tombs. And when he, he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him with a loud voice, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God most high? I beseech you. Torment me not. And then he commanded the unclean spirit to come out of that man. Now look at that. Powerful statement. Jesus comes out and you'll read that uh, he had got through ministry prior to this. Then he said to his disciples, let's get into the ship and let's go to the other side. This is what Jesus said. Now what I want to talk to you about is being led of the spirit of God to be in ministry of helps and to serve God. And to do it for the purpose of helping others. You're not bucket pastors. Amen. 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 You're just not pianists or drummers. Amen. This is not just a microphone. It's a tool for hearing the Word of God.
1: That's right.
2: Everything we have is a tool to benefit the gospel. Now I want you to catch something here. Notice it came to pass, uh, uh, verse 22, A certain day that He, not underline that, He, that He said, He said, Jesus said this uh, to His disciples. uh, Let's get to the other side and uh, notice this. And they launched out. Underline that word, they. They launched out. Verse 23. They sailed. They sailed. He fell asleep. They sailed. He fell asleep. Now, ministry helps So we say, Well, wait a minute, Jesus. We were up all day like you were ministering to people. Now you get in the ship and you get to sleep, but we have to row. Don't your hands fit the rows just like ours do? How come you get to sleep, but we have to row? We were just up as many hours as you were. We were helping you, assisting you, ministering on that other part of that. Now we're in the boat, and the first thing you do, you give us instruction, launch, and we're going to go to the other side. You go down and go to sleep. And we have to sail. We have to row physically, exercise. We have to move this whole boat to the other side while you sleep, Jesus. Jesus, you're asleep. But we have to row. This is the importance. Notice in in this area, they rowed. Now watch this. And they, I want you to catch this, the word they. And they launched forth to fulfill that assignment. Now watch this. But as they, as they sailed, he fell asleep. There came a sudden storm of the lake and they were filled with water, and they were in jeopardy. Now back up a little bit. Notice the word in King James, water. With water is italicized. Mm-hmm. It literally means that the writers put it in there to help us. If they were filled with water, they'd had already been dr- dead because they'd drowned. Mm-hmm. But they weren't filled with water. They were filled with fear. Right. That's what put them in jeopardy. That's good. Yeah. The life of jeopardy began when the storm Affected their soul and they got filled with fear. Yes, water was filling the boat, but that wasn't put put him in jeopardy. What put them in jeopardy is what they what they assumed the water would do, so they operated in a level of fear, and that fear put him in jeopardy. Now, watch this. Then they came to him and awoke him, so he's still asleep. Now, we, we get that. Some say well, he was super, so supernatural. He slept. No, he had no care. That's right. That's good. Yeah. He had no fear, no worry, no anxiety. No anxiety whatsoever. So, so he so the Lord sustained him. My wife and I, uh, we, go to, we go to sleep at night. We all both make a decree. I lay myself down and I slept because the Lord sustains me. I'll awake healthy and strong. No fear here. No fear here. Amen. We don't sleep like babies because a lot of babies don't sleep. (laughs) (laughs) We don't do that. We sleep like born-again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, Bible-believed, blood-washed believers who believe the will of God, the Word of God in our life. We have to wake up today to do this. Mm -hmm. Amen. Jesus was on an assignment. He had to put his physical body to rest, so he did. So he slept. Through what was they were in jeopardy, he had no jeopardy. Because he had no fear. And the fear was filling them. But he was full of faith. He was full of the trust of God. And they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, uh, Master, we perish. And then watch this. He arose. Notice they didn't arise. Notice it didn't say they arose and went to go see him. No, they said they just woke him in panic mode. Mm-hmm. But he arose and then he rebuked the wind and the raging water. Watch that. He rebuked the wind and the raging water. And they, watch this. And they ceased, and there was calm. And they ceased. Not the storm. They ceased to be in fear. And they became calm. Yes, the storm did. We know that. We know He rebuked that. We know the storm did cease. But the turmoil was that they were in jeopardy. And what Jesus said to His disciples, let's get to the other side. When you get into the ministry of helps, there are times you'll run into challenges. There's times you're going to run into the same storm your pastor is. And when your pastor says, this is what we're going to build. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. The ministry may run into a storm. What you've got to do is stay alert with your post. Instead of running to your pastor. Now what are we going to do? You said we'd have this, but it didn't happen this month. What are we going to do now, pastor? Pastor, what are we going to do now? You seem to be sleeping on the job, pastor. Do you realize what's going on, pastor? You know, you told so-and-so that they were going to do this and God would bless them, but now they're in the hospital, Pastor. What are you going to do? Wow. Awake, o Pastor. Awake, o Pastor.
1: Awake, <laughs> <laughs> Pastor. What
2: are you going to do? Yeah, Pastor is yeah, sleeping because the word is true. I heard the word of the Lord, but it's on them to keep it and uh, to harness it and take it into their life and live it
1: yeah, with crazy.
2: everything they've got. That's their really first cool. mistake was turning loose of the oars. Don't turn loose of your post because there's a challenge.
1: Yeah. Whatever
2: your assignment is, don't turn loose of your post. Whether you're in fivefold ministry, whether you are assisting five-fold ministry, whether you're a board member, whether you're an usher, whether you're a children's minister worker, whatever it is, you're going to render some storms personally as well as in minister. Don't turn loose of the oars. That oar is, is where your anointing is the greatest, and your anointing will release you first. The anointing of this burden, it destroys yokes. But if you turn loose of your post and turn your back on it, you turn loose of your anointed place. And then what you do is you turn naturally to your pastor, asking your pastor to help you to do what your assignment is. While he's doing his assignment or they're doing their assignment. So the ministry of helps is so vital. So notice the ship got hit. We could say this the building got hit. You know, Pastor, where's the building? Pastor, where's the finances for the building? The storm hit. We're, we're we're at the house and it was raining. Pastor, are we still gonna have church? It's raining. The, the church is moving forward no matter what. Right. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so whether it's hot or cold, the storm the, the, the storm should not affect whether you're here. Amen. 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 Storm should not affect it. Amen. This this is what's so vital to you you and i've got to realize this and understand this. so he said this and the winds and the raging water and they ceased and there was calm and then he said to them where is your faith and they and they they were afraid again now they got afraid because what he said now the word afraid means they were internally emotionally they were with them and watch this and he said and they and they wonder saying uh one to another what manner of man is this he commandeth even the winds and the water and they obey Him. Now watch this. Winds obey Him. Storms obey Him. When are we going to obey Him? When will we obey Him? The storm had to obey Jesus. So the storm did not bother Jesus. What we've got to do in the midst of a storm is stay obedient to what God told us to do. Amen. The willingness, the willing and obedient shall eat the good of the Lamb. you got to be willing and you must be obedient. That's a supernatural flow to hold the course. Stay, stay in, the, in the position and not desire another rank. Yeah. Amen. Not desire, not desire that the ranks shift and people run and then hey thank God for that because now I get promoted to another place in the ministry. No, no. Believe, thank God that they stand strong and yep. steadfast. Yes. This is called ministry of health. Then they arrived. Watch this. And then they finally arrived and the Bible said, now here's why Jesus was asleep. Because he knew on the other side he was going to minister. And there was a man who was tormented with devils. A man who was tormented with foul spirits that kept him naked. Took his clothes off. Cut him. And he lived in tombs. He lived in the cemetery. He lived among the dead. And and, uh, and this is where he he didn't feel comfortable there. He didn't want to be there. But that's where he was. And Jesus came. I like the fact he stepped out of the boat. There was full of storms out there. sea, but the storm didn't affect him. He did not come off that ship angry at the disciples. He did not come out of that ship faking storm. But well, I just came out of a big storm. I hope I don't run anybody I have to minister to because, man, I'm really tired of speaking to winds, storms, and trying to calm them down. That really used all my anointing up. That used every ounce of it. No, he didn't say that. He got out of the boat, and the demon in the middle of that tomb knew, Jesus. somebody was there. Mm-hmm. Somebody with power. Somebody's walking among the dead who has life. And it's approaching this island. And he ran to him, fell on his knees, and he worshipped. The man did. Mm-hmm. And then the demon screamed out, what do you do? You come to us before your time? That's so we know he's demon possessed. But then Jesus rebuked that foul spirit, talked to the man. Asked him, do you want to be free? Do you want to be free? Yeah. So in this area, we'll find ministry of helps is so vitally important. And the whole reason ministry helps us here is so when people walk in, we set the atmosphere for the anointing. Yeah. Oftentimes, all we want is the pastor set the motion. Pastor, you're the one. You're anointed. Uh, you, there's, But let me help you here. There's one of, of us and more of you. That's
1: right.
2: They will meet you before they meet us. They'll come in contact with you before they come in contact with us. It ought to be that the members get excited to see us. So when they see you at church, do they go, praise God, yes, amen? Or do they go, oh, no. I'm going to go through the other door. I mean, I don't know if I want to meet that person. (laughs) Amen. Come on. We're pastors and we know sometimes because somebody comes for the first time and we, and man, we're excited that we have a visitor there. uh, And all of a sudden we look who they're sitting next to. And sometimes our mind goes, well, praise God. They're going to be blessed sitting next to that person. That person praises, worship, gets excited about God, they're a tithing member, they love the church, they love the ministry, they love the people here. Man, that was powerful. And then on the other hand, you look go, oh no. (laughs) They're sitting next to brother, complainer, sister, gossiper, they're sitting next to so-and-so, they don't tithe, they don't sing, they sit there with a pout on their face judging and Googling and fact-checking us on all of our messages and finding out if that works. It, we, we heard the wind of God, and they go up and check the windows to see if there's a breeze or a door and look at this, and they deny the will of God, the Word of God, that supernatural does work. Then they go home and watch all the all the ungodly supernatural movies about demons and all that other stuff, and then expect they're going to get something from God. doesn't help. You cannot live your life on HBO and get more of G.O.D.
1: Amen. That's good.
2: You're going to have yeah. to get God. That's yeah. And the only way you're going to get Him is right here through the Word of God. Amen. By yourself, getting in your Word, and then coming to church regularly and saturating yourself in the anointing. of God. Amen. 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 Praise God. Yeah. You know, has there anybody ever gone to this? This happens to Joanne and I occasionally. Oftentimes, more than occasion. We'll go and we, look, we enjoy certain restaurants. And we'll pick the order up to go. We get it home, and it's not the same portion that you would if you'd sat there, number one. By the time you get it home, it's cold. Or number three, they forgot something. Yeah. And you can't ask them because you already drove home.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and then if you don't check it, sometimes you got what you didn't ask for. It wasn't even the correct food. Yeah. I don't know. Has that ever happened to anybody else besides oh, yeah. us? So, yeah, i okay. So that being stated, it's always better to come to church and eat the meal when it's fresh. That's right. I mean, rather than yeah. try to get it packaged and ask somebody, "What did Pastor preach on today?" They may not give you everything. Yeah.
1: That's right.
2: They may not even tell you what he's preached on. And they may give you a whole different me- uh, meal. It's
1: true. That's right.
2: And they'll do it. The, do you ever hear people read text messages? And they can read them sarcastic or read them pleasurable? Yeah. They'll read something and go, and they say, I can't be the day. And then if they, if they don't like the word, they'll go, I can't be here today. That's how they
1: said it. But that's how you
2: read it because that was your attitude about them. So, I can't be, I can't be All they said was the tech. I can't be, but you added the tone.
1: That's true. Yeah. yeah.
2: Then another one, oh, look, they can't be here today. Man, let's pray for them right now. Yeah. whole different thing. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Like it's just a whole different thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Another person say, mm, why do
2: they even have my number? How do they even get my number to even talk to me? I don't really care if they're there or not. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> So sometimes when we read scripture, we look at it and we have our own tone. Because our attitude isn't right. The attitude of gratitude for the living word of God. If it wasn't for Jesus Christ, many of us right now, sitting here, wouldn't be here right now. We can't tell how many times we've been protected. There are times we know when God protected us. There are other times we don't even know when the word Angels came into motion and defended us and watched over us. Mm-hmm. Some of you had an evil report from the doctor about your life, and you're here. You overcame that report. Whose report shall we believe? The report of the Lord. Are you with me? Yeah. God's healed you. God's delivered you financially blessed you. So those are, that that's how we ought to live. We have to have an attitude of gratitude. And there's been a time where you've messed up, and others are going to be messed up. But you don't live in their mess. You live like you're blessed, talk like you're blessed, and help them. Because somebody helped you. Amen. Amen. Somebody blessed you. So the scripture makes reference of it that Jesus stopped and ministered to this man that had a devil in him, cast that devil out. Prior to verses in Matthew's gospel, fourth chapter, verse you should read it for yourself, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37. Same kind of an account. But the Bible said he ministered to the sick. And he healed all that were sick. Gets in a boat, does this, the same account. Jesus is a healer. Jesus Amen. blesses. Jesus loves, but He doesn't have any sympathy. He has compassion, because according to Matthew chapter nine, He was moved with compassion upon the people. Compassion does something. Sympathy, sympathy, just feels bad for you. Oh man, I, I don't know. I just, I just feel so, so bad for you. Oh, you know. Okay, sada, sada, You know, you know, go for it. But, but compassion moves in that direction. Compassion does. Just the other day, you know, I was in. Uh, a, a woman came to us. And showed us her cell phone. She showed me her cell phone, and she said to us, said to me, uh, "This is my great niece, and she's she ran away from home, hasn't been in home for uh, for a while now. Mom, Mom hasn't seen her, and uh, and here's a picture of her. And she is on meth and on heroin, and she's running across the street and got hit by a car, mm. and her bones are broken. her the pelvic uh, uh, pelvic area is broken, leg broken, arm broken, and she smashed her head all up." And she's extremely violent, and uh, and she's trying to bite people and, and growling. I said, well, she's no longer just taking drugs. She's possessed. Mm-hmm. And, and so she said, well, would you come pray for her? I said, I'm going to come minister to her and get her free. She goes, great, you're going to come pray for her. I said, I didn't say that. Listen to what I said. I'm going to come raise her up. Mm-hmm. When I lay hands on her, she'll be free. Amen. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to go do. If I if you wanted me to pray, I'll just stay right here at the pulpit. I'll grab you by your hand, and we'll agree together. no reason for me to go there. I don't need to drive there if I'm going to pray. I can pray from right here.
1: How
2: right. I'm going to do that, I'm going to the Lord, go raise her up. Go raise her up. So I went the next day. Drove down there, and, and went into the room, and ministered to this lady. And I had the nurse there with me, and she and she goes, well, I don't know what you're going to do. And I said, well, I don't know half the stuff you do either. You're, I don't know your terms, you don't know mine. Just stand there. So I'm asking you to agree. Just stand. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in the room with this woman all by herself. See, when I walked in there, her robe was all the way up. She, was, she had no undergarments on. So I I, I didn't even go in the room. I got the nurse. She could you robe her properly before I go in the room. So when I did that, I said, Stay here. And she was out. They had, she, was, she was unconscious. And so I, I told her, you, Listen, in Jesus' name, I'm speaking to you, speaking to your inner man. Listen to me. My name is Art Aragon. I'm introducing you to Jesus Christ. He's the healer who's come to miraculously take care of you. I spoke to her body, her bones, her mind. I command that foul spirit to come out of her. She woke up. She didn't want anything to do with the mom. Nothing. She didn't even know who she was when they got her there. She didn't know what the date was, what the month was. She didn't know anything. And so they, and she had been out now. This is going on three weeks that they had her there. So the following morning, I get this. T- that night, we get a text. She woke up. She knew who she was, she knew what the date was. And she wanted to talk to her mom and she apologized to her mother said i want to go home i want to go home i want to go home, to go home. God. Her, her body had already started repair her arms had already straightened out god was working on her pelvis area and being the healing power of god she texted she texted us and said she goes oh my god this is amaz-. the whole family is wondering what happened but the nurse said he came in here made me stay here he gave me his card here this is his card. and he came in here made me stand here he was doing stuff I never heard of. He was praying in, in, in some foreign language. I don't know what it was. And, and, and he said there was a devil. Cast that devil out. I don't know where it was. I was looking all over the room. See, they don't understand. Jesus stepped out of the boat and onto that land. I stepped out of my car onto that hospital with an assignment. Jesus went into a pool and ministered to one person. I went into that hospital to minister to one person. Yeah. Amen. There's the difference. You have to have a commanding spirit about you. Yeah. You must know what you know. Amen. Stop saying, well, the devil took my parking space. The devil, the <laughs> devil mixed up my order. And that's why I didn't get the right food. Stop doing stuff like that. Because right. when you start calling everything the devil, when you run into one, you won't have the authority to deal with one. Yeah,
1: right.
2: you got to say what you mean. Mean what you say. Words are powerful identify that say what you mean you got to speak the word only yeah. amen. on a regular basis that's why i had to define i didn't come to pray i came to minister
1: right.
2: <clears throat> i didn't come here i didn't come here with a sermon i came to minister
1: yeah.
2: amen so th- this is what this is important go to genesis chapter 6 and let's look at verse 8 and 10 for just a moment genesis chapter 6. amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Socola braframante. Amen. Right here, this is a good place to just interject. Let's pray in tongues here. So braframante.
1: Amen blood, blood disease is being healed right now Blood disease Amen
2: High blood pressure You come down to normality in the name of Jesus Blood pressure Obey us in Jesus name High blood pressure High blood
1: pressure. if you're if
2: you're done if you have high blood pressure you know it and you may be on medication controlling it that way but could you stand right now where you're at you've been dealing with high blood pressure could you stand to your feet right now amen we take dominion over this in the name of Jesus amen amen you are fearfully and wonderfully made and you were not made with any form of high blood pressure, we curse that in the authority of the name of Jesus. We curse it in Jesus' name. Now I recognize this because you know. Or, you know. So, if you don't mind, i do this. Just a few with me. Lay hands on these people. There's three of them right behind you. Could you lay hands on them? Drive that out. Yeah, drive that out of them in Jesus' name. Yeah, put your hand towards heaven in Jesus' name. I'm cursing this high blood pressure. I, I, do, I drive it out of your body in the authority of the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. God loves you. God cares about you. God believes in you. Amen. You have uh, God has blessed you with health and healing. I command you to be blessed in that authority in the name of Jesus. I pray for you, sir. Put your hands towards heaven, I bless you. I command that. Be stabilized, become normal in the name of Jesus. So call on, no lightheadedness, no torment the night. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah. See, God, God, even though they may not answer your phone call or your text message or your email or your Instagram, whatever social media, God knows where your children are at. God knows how to get them. And if they've taken a side journey and if they walked away from God, I'm telling you, God's God's going after them. He's been after them. Don't come back on your words on that. Don't come back on your words on that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Amen. Stop calling them a prodigal. I know that's in Scripture. Declare, as for me and my household, we will serve the living God. The story of the prodigal isn't so you could tag your children as prodigal. It's a story that accounts that while that father kept looking for them. And when they came to themselves, if even if they have to eat with a pig and get dirty, they'll get tired of it. And they'll come to the place where there's love and freedom. And, des- and it'll destroy all the bondages on their life. In Jesus' name, I'm saying they'll come home. Glory be to God Amen Don't turn loose of them Don't turn loose of them Love on them Love on them Love on them Love on them in the name of Jesus Love on them in the name of Jesus Glory be to God I was talking to a woman uh, the other day, and she was talking to us. She said, you know, my son hasn't been home. He's left a year ago, had nothing to do with us. He's been running the streets, walked away from God. She was Every Friday. We, you know, we would all, we had a special meal we made every Friday. And since he left every Friday, I still make it, and I put a plate out for him. Amen. And I sit in his chair, and I pray in tongues over it. And, she was, and, and the Lord gave me a word that if you'll just do this, just do it by faith. And then she would serve the food on that table, on that plate. And some people think, well, that's crazy. That's what the Lord told her to do. Right. So the Lord told her to do, and she did it. And just close to a year, he knocked on the door and came home. And he, oh, he was so loss of weight. Look, dragging, looking at his mom. Can I come home? She goes, yes. It was Friday. She had just set the table. Praise so she God. hugged on him, they wept together, brought him in, sat him at the table. And he sat at the table, ate the meal, got back up, and she put her hands on him, and she said, son, I love you. And she said, mom, I want to go home to Jesus. Mom, I want to come home to Jesus. Who's 25 years old? Mama I want to go home to Jesus. Because wow. she used her faith. Yeah. Now, I don't know what meal it was. Does it matter? No. I mean, okay, it was her faith. It was her obedience to faith. Yeah. Her obedience to faith. Yeah. I was talking to R.W. Schambach one time on an airplane. Yeah. And he talked to me about the, about a woman that came to him and he was in, in Pittsburgh. And she came to him and she said, uh, uh, here's a bag of M&M's. I want you to pray over it. And so I'm taking it to my sister's in the hospital in the mental ward. Mm. She's been been there for several years. And uh, and she goes, woman, I can't lay hands on the M&M's. I got lay hands on the cloth. She goes, you can't lay hands on the cloth. Lay hands on the M&M's. She said, no, I'll lay hands on the cloth. She goes, you can't. They won't let me take that in. Mm. But they'll let me give her M&M's. And I believe God told me to have you lay hands on the M&M's. When she eats these M&Ms, God will set her mind free. Wow. And she said it with such authority. He goes yes, ma'am. Man, he grabbed those M&Ms and prayed like it wasn't like like it was a matter, of life and death which it was. Yeah. Right. Following year, he's in Pittsburgh pre- uh, preaching. At the end of service, a woman comes up. She goes, "You remember me?" He goes no, ma'am. I, I don't. I'm the M&M woman. <laughs> oh yeah, I am. This is my sister. She said she ate him. By that week, she was out of the hospital, totally healed, we lived together, she's working, she's got her own job, everything's functioning, and she's engaged now. Glory be to God. So never discount M&M's when it comes to God. Our God is an awesome God, He knows how to do whatever it takes, if you'll speak the word only. Her faith wasn't in M&M's, it was the only avenue for a point of contact. Or Roberts taught us about a point of contact. You need a point of contact. Amen. Amen. But they Amen. hate you to say, listen, what things you desire when you pray, believe it, you receive it. You shall have what you say, what you say. She said, M&M's will set my sister free.
1: Amen. Glory Amen. be to God. Amen.
2: What do you say? What do you say? Yes. What are you saying about your life? What do you say about your children? What do you say about your finances? What are you saying about your life? Amen. Amen. So, the, the, what do you say about your servitude to God? I, I, I'll give you one better. Hey, what do you think about Jesus now?
1: Amen. God's an awesome God. Amen.
2: you got to rejoice in this. Genesis chapter 6, you and I both know the account. Glory be to God. Amen. It'd be good to pray in tongues again. Come on, let's do this. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost today, you will. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost today, you will. Glory be to God. Amen. Now, if you will notice this verse of Scripture, uh, let, let's begin looking at this uh, in Genesis, and oh, chapter six. Excuse me, Genesis chapter six, and uh, let's begin our reading at verse eight. And uh, you, I'm sure you're well aware of this this passage of Scripture here, and it's a, it's a powerful statement or statements, I should say. And in verse eight, it says this. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And these are the generations of Noah. And I like this. Noah was a just man. Not just a man. He was a just man. (laughs) Perfect. Now watch this. In his generation. Now watch this. Did you notice it had an S? I I singulared it, but it says plural. Mm -hmm. I want you to catch that. In his generations. Now watch this. He's about ready to tell you why. Noah walked with God and Noah begat three sons. These are the generations. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And the earth was also corrupt before God. And the world and the earth was filled with violence. Sounds like the world today. Mm -hmm. Tell me if the world's not, if the earth isn't filled with corruption and violence today. I get, don't do it on a regular basis, but just flip the news on for 30 seconds. That's all it takes. And you'll see all the filth going on.
1: right.
2: And just turn it off. Sad to say and some of that's bled into the church. You know, we have, we live in a woke generation. They cancel, we call it the cancel culture. The the worst cancel culture I've seen is when the body of Christ yields to the world and cancels the scriptures.
1: That's right.
2: And tries to give them another definition, and try to say, "Well, that's not what that means." It does mean this: you should be filled with the Holy Ghost. Yep. You must be saved. Yep. You must be a tither. You must be a giver. Amen. You must lay hands on the sick. Amen. Amen. You must do the Scriptures. You must don't cancel this out. Yep. Don't cancel out church assembly. You know, oh well, we have we have live stream. <laughs> that's true. Thank God for all you live streamers. Praise oh. the Lord for you guys. Awesome. But get yourself a church. Amen. Amen. Get yourself at church. Don't be suited up in other ways. Suit up. Get your mind alert. Come to the house of God. That's right. Amen. Amen. Don't let the pandemic mess you up and say, well, I'll wait. For what? (laughs) All that did is just revealed how much carnality was in the church and how many backed away. How many were just looking for one reason not to come to church? Amen. And the false prophets, CBS, NBC, ABC, were more, or we're more than willing to oblige in all their false prophecies. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. doomed. We're sick. They're going to be dying. If you're this age, you're susceptible. If you have this, you're susceptible. If you're young, you got it. If you're older, you got it. Yeah. Listen, old is attitude. Age is natural. Amen.
1: Amen.
2: Amen. So I'm not old. Yeah. I'm 69, but I'm not old. Yeah. Been, this year I'll turn 70, a healthy 70. Amen. Amen. My doctors told me my organs are 40 years old. So, if I go, so 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 69 is the new 40. So praise God for it. At least in my life it is. Right. Praise the Lord. I don't know about you. I'm not buying any rocking chairs for any reason. Yeah. Uh-uh. I'm not rocking my way into heaven. No, 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 no. no. But watch this. And so he said this. And Noah begat the, three, the sons. And the earth was filled with uh, corrupt before God. Now God looked upon the earth. And behold, it was corrupt and all flesh corrupt. And God said to Noah... Uh, the uh, the end of the flesh has come. Notice it. The end of the flesh has come. Not the end of the earth. The end of flesh has come. Yeah. The end of the flesh. Well, you got born again. The end of your flesh came. I'm going to say that again. When you got born again, the end of your flesh came. Yeah. Thank you for those. Mm-hmm. I know you're thinking. He wanted to get rid of the fleshly mindsets. Yeah. That's where corruption come from. That's where violence came from, the flesh. The flesh, we need to get rid of the flesh. The only reason people argue and debate in church and and they say things of controversy. I'm a man, I have all the standard equipment to prove it. Joanne's a woman, she's got all the standard equipment to do it, I don't identify as something else, as they, us, you know, they're trying to identify us. The word man and the word woman, the word husband and wife were first uttered in Genesis. Those are spiritual words. Amen. So you can't Amen. discount those just because you feel like it. Yeah. i so sad about the man who identified as a deer. Did you read him? Read about him. He identifies as a deer. There's a bunch of people that identify as animals. Yeah. And they're dressing like animals, buying special outfits that suit them. Dressed to be like animals. And they'll hang out. Dogs. Cats. This one guy identified as a deer, made the mistake of running in the fields and got shot in deer season.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: now think about this when you identify with any part of the world the world will pick you off
1: That's good. That's good.
2: it's in for you right. now that man, I hate to say this, went to hell yeah. instantly shot took him out instantly mm. look around you, these houses that you see or these cars driving by you we don't know how many people are saved right. we don't know what their life is we don't know what their situations are. Are they going getting divorced? Are they getting are they going broke? Are they bankrupt? Have they lost everything? What's going on with their lives? Mm. It's not right that we're in here and people around us are hurting. We come in here to get all polished up. We come in here sometimes and our armor doesn't come off, but man, it's banged up sometimes. Drag your shield, your sword's back here. Your shield's all dented. Your helmet's crooked. Man, your feet are shot. Drag it in. And you come into the church where the anointing of God's in. Straightening it up. Getting you strong. Putting your sword back in its right place. Setting it up on your helmet. Breast stand up strong. I am a soldier of the Most High God. And I know who I am. I know where I belong. And I know what I'm doing. In Jesus' name. You come to church. And then you get all fueled up. Cleaned up. Man, and the Holy Ghost gets on you. Go back out the doors to go at it again. Amen. Are Amen. you going to run into challenges? No yes. Sir. There are people on your jobs who are highly anointed to torment you. They're efficient at their anointing, and you've got to recognize you're anointed to whip all that. Amen. Now watch this. God said to Noah, "The end of all flesh has come, and the earth is filled with violence. And and uh, through them, and behold, I will destroy the uh, the earth. And make thee and watch this." Make thee an ark. So he's telling them now, make an ark. That's what he's telling them. I want you to make an ark. I need you to do this. But I want you to back up. We know the story of the ark. I don't want to go through the whole thing. You're aware he wrote. If you get born again, you automatically know this. Very quickly. The Lord said to Noah, build me an arky, arky. Okay, you all know that one. All right, so you know that he built an arky. All right, so, and he told him, make it out of barky, barky. So we know we know that as well. Okay, so, so you know that they built an ark. All right, so that was what, but I want here's what I wanted you to see. And uh, back up to verse 9, and he was perfect all generations. Noah walked with God. That's one. Noah walked with God. And then there was Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And in order for him to have those three sons, he had to be married. So, so Noah and his wife, and then their four sons, and they were, and they got married, and there was, watch this, according to scripture, they were the ones who helped build the ark. So the first ministry helps were preacher's kids. First ministry helps that saved the world, that was about the waters, were preacher's kids. What some people don't realize is that uh, the ministry children, pe- children who is in the ministry, they go through a lot of different things because yeah. everybody expects them to know the whole Bible when they don't mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: they expect them to be perfect when they're not
1: mm-hmm.
2: their kids aren't
1: mm-hmm.
2: but they expect the pastor's kids to be perfect mm-hmm. well, the pastor's kids, we were, were doing this they were playing around, they threw this I remember one time a couple sat us down They said, and uh, they had gone to a, a camp, our, ch- our, our children went to a camp and, and so when they came back six groups of parents got together with us and uh, met with uh, met with me, and they said, "Well, to tell you about your children. They were throwing water balloons." <laughs> i Go, they were. And they said, "Yeah, well, they and he, and they hit me in the head, the back of the head. Your children, you're the pastor, and they hit me in the back of the head with the water balloon." I said, "They only got you once." <laughs> you you They only got you once. I said, "Were your children there?" They go, "Yes." Did they throw water balloons? They go, yeah, but that's a different story, because our children aren't your children. They're not pastor's kids. They should have been in their cabin studying. I said, well, if they were, why weren't yours in the cabin studying? I said, I'll tell you why, because you don't study. And you know why, you're, why your kids act the way you act is because you're in your complaining. I said, if I was out there, I'd have been throwing water balloons as well. Yeah. yeah, that's what I do, and I may have took through a few of you. At you, you know, we don't know. Amen. If you don't know me, I would have. <laughs> I would have done. That. Amen. But, but this is but this is life. But people complain about children's ministry. But notice who start to who help build the art, children's ministry. Now, you may not recognize it right now, but the children of your pastors are building the ministry right now. And they're being put right now while they're sitting here and they set up and they study to show themselves approved. They are diligently being part of the ministry, Mm -hmm. whether you realize it or not. When you watch their children, you're assisting and aiding the advancing of the kingdom. Amen. Now, your job is not watching the children. You're watching their children so they can stay in their anointing. They're not asking you to supervise, change them, change their character they're not asking you to do anything different. They're asking you just to oversee their life for a few hours while they get to preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. Amen. What would have happened if he didn't have these, these children with it? He'd have been all by himself. Mm-hmm. But they built the ark. And they built it. Here's the powerful thing. God, hears from, uh, God tells Noah, Noah hears from God, and his children hear from his, their dad. Mm-hmm. That's good. And they built and they built, and this was their lifelong job, building an ark where there was no water. Mm-hmm. And they didn't say, Dad, you're going crazy. They didn't say this. They honored. Yeah. They honored the Lord. And so here we find the genesis of Ministry of help. First, the Ministry of Health strings. Now, write this down. Be prepared to do tasks you don't want to do. If you're going to be in the Ministry of Health, be prepared to do tasks you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, there are things God will ask you to do and you go, Lord, are you... <laughs> look at me. Are you asking me to do this? And sometimes we go through this. And then the question is, why not you?
1: Yeah.
2: Why not you? And if God asks you to do something, He jumped over $8 billion to get to you. Amen. Not million, billion to get to you. He puts you in this church. This church has a supply for you. Mm-hmm. This pastoral office has a supply to you. Amen. So you need to be here for that supply. What the what the umbilical cord is to a child and a woman when she's impregnated and giving birth. That's what the Holy Ghost is to us with the word. And that's what your pastor is to you in the realm of spirit. The umbilical cord to feed you from heaven. Amen. Amen. So be prepared to do tasks. If you want a scripture for Isaiah 119. and, um, uh, And then number two, be prepared to practice what you will eventually preach. Be prepared to practice what you'll eventually preach. Now, notice I didn't say you'll eventually be in full time ministry. I said what you'll eventually preach. Your life is preaching. Amen. When people come to our church, our ushers are preaching Mm. just by holding their post. When when people come to our church, our ministry helps team, they're preaching by the worship that they do. Mm. Our children's workers are preaching by the lifestyle they live. Everybody is preaching. And what they're preaching is, I believe God so much, I'm so excited about my post. This is my God-given assignment. Amen. I don't want it anywhere else. This is my assignment. Amen. Right here, I can do this. The world can't do it. I don't care. If, if Bill Gates came to your church today, he's not anointed to pass an offering bucket. He can't touch the offering bucket. Not anointed for it. Doesn't matter. Amen. Amen. If Beyonce came in here, you can't let her do praise and worship. <laughs> <laughs> just because she has a name. No, no, no. I'd rather have somebody who sings and worships. Singers, we get a dime a dozen. Worshippers. That's right. The people who worship yeah. and get before God and seek the face of God. That's the key. Amen. I'd, rather, I'd rather have one solid usher than ten goof-offs. Yeah. Amen.
1: Okay.
2: Amen. I, we're not, we're, we, we need to be steadfast. We, you need to love everybody. Yeah. Amen. When you're ushering, you got to usher in everybody. Amen. And say, you're gonna, man, you're going to experience God today. Amen. That's your mindset. Amen. That my post is just to encourage you. Have a seat by section here. I prayed over it.
1: Mm,
2: I believe you'll be hungry enough and seek the face of God. Amen. Whatever you need, God will get you today. Hallelujah. Amen. That's this is what we do. This is how Joanne and I started the ministry helps. This, we've been serving our whole life. We don't know any other way. So you, you got to be able to do this. Number three, do uh, uh, do those things. Everything you do as tasks under the Lord, Colossians three seventeen. Do it as under the Lord. See, I serve God. I don't serve you, and that's why you can't offend me, because I'm not serving you. If I was serving you and I was your servant, then I would be offended. Period. I get offended, I, you know. But I don't let people offend me. I worked for Brother Copeland's ministry ushering uh, back in the time when West Coast Believers Convention was here. And man came up and he said, uh, he didn't know I was pastoring. I never really told anybody I was pastoring. For almost five years, nobody knew I was pastor. I just ushered. And, uh, but this man came and he said, is Brother Copeland here? Uh, uh, I want to be prayed for. I said, nobody left the building, but I'll pray with you. He says, you're nobody. You're just, a, you're just an usher. I want somebody with authority and power. Hmm. You see he missed the whole thing i just yeah. i didn't get hurt i didn't get offend, offended i've been saved but not that long i could have hit him
1: but, but <laughs> no you know I I, I, i'm have
2: i'm born again i still remember the words i used to use before i was saved i just don't use them anymore
1: yeah
2: amen i, I could have shifted and uh, got angry and got disgruntled who do you think you are i mean i could have went off i didn't right. i didn't because it didn't matter i wasn't the one who was sick I wasn't the one who was seeking healing and didn't realize it's in the word and all you need is a point of contact. So I didn't push the issue. I said, fine, I apologize, but he left the building, sir. Like I say, Mm -hmm. amen. I can't tell you over and over how many times that happened. It happens all the time because some of you think you're nobody. Let me help you here. In the kingdom of God, you are not generic. My father is your father. Your Lord is my Lord. The same Holy Spirit that filled you is the same Holy Spirit that, built, that filled me. The Amen. same blood shed for you, same blood shed Amen. for me. Amen. We serve the same living God. Different capacities, I understand, but there's there, nobody's better than anybody else. Right. That's all my statement Amen. has always been. I'm no better than you, and you're no better than me. We're just all better than what we used to be. That's right. In Christ Jesus, we just grow up.
1: Hallelujah.
2: Amen. Good. Because I understand this: is that to be seated in Christ Christ's positional? <laughs> That to walk in faith is a movement of, of taking the word and walking it on this earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to live it out on practical. That's why Ephesians chapter one, two, and three are the practical side of scripture. And four, five, and six are the spiritual applications. And you need both spiritual and physical for it to be the scripture. Because mm-hmm. you gotta do this. Yeah. Amen. Because I gotta apply scriptures. My wife and I, we're married, we're two different individuals. Man, if you get two people together and they have they both of them agree on everything all the time no matter what it is one of them's not thinking
1: <laughs> amen
2: so you, you've got to realize that amen so you come to church you may not always agree with your pastor you may not even like your pastor the Bible never said thou shalt like your pastor
1: the
2: Bible said receive amen amen so he said, well, you know, I don't like the pastor. Listen, we're pastors. Sometimes we don't like some of our congregation. <laughs> they come late, leave early. I had a man tell me one time years back, he said, Pastor, I just want to let Every time you do tithe and offering, I leave my wallet in the trunk. That way God can't tell me to give. I said, God don't need to tell you. Satan's been on your shoulder the whole time. Right. God didn't tell you to put your wallet in the trunk. That was, was your flesh talking, your greed talking. That's why you're always in need. Yeah. Mm. You're at every altar call,
1: every
2: every 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 service. But the brother El Copeland has a call. You're there. I see you because I work the meetings. Then the healing line with Gloria Copeland has it. Whatever speaker we have, you're in line. you healed. Because you live in your trunk. Because where your treasure is, that's where you are. You're in your trunk. You're in the closet. You lock yourself up in the trunk, and then go for a ride to nowhere.
1: Yeah.
2: Amen. whatever you do do unto the lord Amen. be faithful in little things be faithful matthew 25 21 be faithful in little things if you'll be faithful in little things god will show you big things the supernatural power of god is a requirement of faithfulness not talent skill talent and skill and qualifications somebody can learn you could learn it from a book you can learn from school you can learn but faithfulness is his development of the heart
1: yeah.
2: you got to be faithful faithfulness is the key faithfulness and loyalty to your twins mm-hmm. they must function together amen mm-hmm. this is a, lo- a loyal man a loyal man says i have one wife a faithful man comes home to that one wife that's mm-hmm. right yeah amen A loyal man says hey guess what i believe in the church i believe in tithing but a faithful man will do it
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Low man says, Hey, I believe in ministry helps. A faithful man serves. There's a difference. Yeah. So, you know, that's why the same thing with willing obedience. That's the anointing comes on your life when you get involved.
1: Amen. Amen.
2: When you get involved, actively involved, you become part of a supernatural army of God. Yeah. God needs you. God desires you. And this Holy Ghost, man, the power of the Holy Ghost is, is, is what functions on us. People oftentimes overlook faithfulness. And they look to personal energy, humor, natural leadership, and skill sets. And so we've got to, we've got to watch this. We've we've got to be a part of this. Now let me give you this these two verses of scripture. I want to close out on this. But in First Peter chapter three verse twenty, you're dealing with Genesis and with Noah's children. Now watch this, because ministry of health, You have to understand this. We're here to win souls to Christ. We're here to keep souls for Christ. And to keep them healthy and strong and blessed so they can go into all the world and preach the gospel, whatever their known world is, to yeah. preach the gospel. Amen. So this, this is vitally important. Watch this verse of Scripture. 1 Peter 3.20 To the disobeying ones, which uh, with, when once the long-suffering God awaited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight, souls. So who built the ark? Eight souls built the ark. That's why it took so long. But eight souls built the ark. Eight souls were saved. Mm-hmm. Eight souls received the reward. Eight souls. Now think about that for just a moment. Let's think about it. eight souls. Look how many were. I like how Jesse the put it. If we could, if they ever find the ark and dig it up, he said, "I guarantee that you're going to see in the sides of that ark are people's nail scars from trying to oh, Yeah. It. Yeah. It scratches on that. Hell, and the screams yeah. they heard." Not just the water, but the screams they heard. To get into something they were unwilling to build. They had the opportunity because that's why the next verse of Scripture, Peter, calls Noah a preacher of righteousness. Mm. He was preaching righteousness to an unrighteous generation. Help us build the ark for your sake. And they wouldn't do it. When we come to church, we're asking you, help us build the Word of God in this community because people without it. Help us yeah. build this church. Yeah. Serve in this capacity. Fund the ministry here. Mm-hmm. Do what you have to do. Because souls, souls are at stake. Yeah. People's lives are at stake. Yeah. So
1: yeah.
2: Families are at stake. Yeah. Imagine if they, could, if they found all those scratches in My God, I don't want that to come on. I wouldn't want that on me. No. So my whole goal is to preach the gospel. Amen. Eight souls. That's a powerful statement. And it's also a sad story. Yeah. Only eight people. Of all those years while building he preached. Amen? So how many services? I mean, you know, how, how many uh, how many years have you been pastoring here? Eight eight, eight years. years from the, uh, eight years, think about that. Eight years of pastoring. How many messages has he preached in eight years? <laughs> Amen. I could Paul Paul told Timothy uh, in the tent, uh excuse me. Uh yeah, Timothy makes a statement. He said, Pray for me. And he said, that I be delivered from wicked and unreasonable people. That the word of the Lord would have free course. So just in the few moments that I spoke to you, how many words have I said? How many words have I said? It's my responsibility to get into prayer. Amen. And seek God's face for this meeting. Mm-hmm. And share what I shared right here. My assignment is to help build people up to serve in their local churches.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
2: my assignment. You gotta know what your assignment is. When I was a Marilyn Hickey and she said, look, there's 22,000 people here in Pakistan. We were in Lahore, city in Lahore, she's preaching. She goes, Pastor, you want to go preach? I said, No. If you don't, I said, No. Give me all the pastors. And let me minister to them every day for a week. Because if I can help the pastors, then he'll change their nation. They'll change their nation. Amen. Their nation. Yeah. Amen. So she goes, okay. And I got pictures of the ministry to the pastors and Maryland with me. And I got to preach to all the pastors. That's what I did when I was in South Africa. All the pastors. they come together 36 pastors all their leaders and administrative to the churches there. Mm-hmm. Amen. This this is my assignment. Mm-hmm. I don't need pictures of you with twenty two thousand. Mm-hmm. What good is that do? you? Just put it on the wall. It? That's nice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. But man, we were in South Africa, we wanted to do this. He was going to preach at Ray McCauley's church. And it was back in the eighties. And I went out there with a man by the name of Roger McDuff, a like it. We went out there, we got out there where, and I was supposed to preach. Roger McDuff said, look, I'm going to minister a song about a half hour, then you preach. Ray right? McCullough's going to be in Oklahoma during this time. So you preach. I go, oh, okay, great. And then before the, the, that evening, before we the morning service, Saturday night, he calls me and said, Pastor, would you do me a favor? That? He goes, I got a pastor here, and he named the state, named the pastor. And he said, he's mad at me. He's been yelling at me for the last hour. He told his congregation he was going to get pictures of a preaching on at one of the largest churches in South Africa. And he's mad. He so said, I let him down, and he's in here yelling. He goes, would you go to the church he was supposed to go over. I said, look it, I'll hold your coat. I don't to go up here. Anyway. I'm here. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Because I'll go to that church. Okay. So we did it. We went to this church. I'm i to tell you the vision of this thing. Five years earlier, I was ministering at our church, and the ceiling disappeared, and I saw an eagle pick me up. And that eagle picked me up. That eagle turned into a plane and landed in Africa. We got off the plane, and when we got off the plane, I saw myself preaching. In a church where there were Indians from India, mm. I go and in my mind I'm thinking to myself, why am I in Africa, ministering to people that are from India, in this in this church? So when I didn't go to that other meeting, I said, how well I don't? They'll have you sign up in the lobby downstairs. Didn't pay any attention, but the man that drove me was from India. Mm. So he drives us, gets to the church. Duran and I are in the back room. Pastor takes Duran to the front. Pastor's wife takes me up in the platform. Duran's weeping. She knows the account. This is five years earlier. I walk on the platform and then it hits me. It's a whole congregation of people from India who settled there. There's over a million Indians in South Africa at that time. I started to preach. They had a healing service. Started casting out devils. Durant went up in the balcony and they'd get saved and get delivered up in the balcony. Then they go up the steps to the balcony and get filled with the Holy Ghost and come down the other aisle. Come down the steps the other way. No, what a, it was like a conveyor belt. Just go up and down. <laughs> did that for two hours. laid hands on people for two hours. The next service, they said, Would well, you come back tomorrow? And I said, I got to check because I'm under the authority of Roger McDuff. I came with him. He paid for the trip, but I'm under authority. So I told him, Can I go? He goes, Yeah, go for it. Said, now, so, This is now Monday night. So we go Monday night. And they, the, the church was packed out. We had 800 people there. And the third night, he goes, Would you do it again? I said, Let me ask. And Joanne I said, You know what? Let's just check out of our hotel. We paid for it. Let's go live over there with the pastor and just stay with him for a few days. So we did that. But the next service, on Wednesday night we had 10. The 10 said 1,500. And we had 1,000 people there. By Thursday night, we had 1,500 there. And then, by the Friday night, Roger McDuff's there with us. He canceled all his meetings and brought everybody over to our meeting. Now we're having a meeting, Roger McDuff is singing for me. <laughs> Looked all around. And then on Sunday, we found out that Graham McCauley couldn't leave. I forgot something happened, so now he's leaving. This coming Sunday, so Roger mcduff preached and uh, sang, and I preached and read the Holy Wow! So the full cycle, and that pastor was mad the whole time.
1: <laughs>
2: the whole time he was bad He was really mad. But we went on a little tour for one day, and the monkeys came and grabbed his camera ripped it off his neck and ran into the gunwale in and he was so mad at that and, all, and many people said that's what you get with the way you've been acting and I said if you act like a monkey you get a trouble." I didn't say it about it but you know but listen to me this verse of scripture let me quote you 2 Peter two five says this and uh, this is a powerful statement watch this and he, and he did not spare the old world. He did that old world. He did not spare it. Now watch this. But saved Noah, the eighth one. Hmm. Once again, proving his age The eighth one, a preacher of righteousness, yeah. bringing in the flood upon the world again. He's a preacher of righteousness. So if you live in righteousness, God will use you to administer. Amen? Amen. This is so important that you and I recognize this, being involved in ministry of health. As we serve God, do God told us to do. Amen. Amen. So let's have every head down for just a moment. So la brof, la Grande Father, I thank you. that Father, the ministry of helps is rising up. We need more ministry of helps in every church so that every church can be prepared for the maximum capacity you're sending to every ministry. People are longing for what we have. We're thanking you for it. Jesus, you're the Savior, you're Lord, you're the Healer, you're the Deliverer, you're the Holy Ghost Baptizer. You're the One and the Only One we love and we and we uh, we love to worship you and bless you. Thank you for it, Jesus. And while every head is bowed and I close for just a moment, if you don't know Jesus Christ, the Lord of you need to know Jesus. Jesus loves you. No game playing, no no messing around. Uh, you know, when I got married, there was nobody on the side. You can't be a church. You can't love Jesus and have the world on the side. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't date the world. Amen. You can't make the the world your mistress. You gotta love God with everything you have. And give God everything. If you're with me tonight and you this sound of my voice and say, Pastor, pray with me. I, I want I want more of God. I want, I want to dedicate myself, commit myself to Jesus. And if that's you, you just slip your hand up and then you can put it back down. I just want to see it, you can put your hand back down. Bless you, sir, I appreciate that. Anyone else? All right. You say, Pastor Art, you know what? I'm I'm in this church. This is my church. I believe Pastor Alize is my pastor. I believe I'm assigned here. I believe I'm called here. I'm no longer just a visitor. I'm family. I'm, this is home. But I need to get involved. I need to serve. I need to get involved now. Kingdom businesses, Bible. if that's you, could you slip your handle? I, I evolve, you want to see And I involved you wanted to your involved. Put your hand up. It doesn't matter what it might be. God bless you, God bless you. i see those yeah. Praise God. Now, I don't know what Pastor Lee needs. So after the service, I saw your hands. And uh, I, I know some of your names. I'll tell them afterwards if you don't come up. Oh yeah, I'll tell. I've seen that a song. I'll tell. <laughs> but listen, you raise your hand. We need you. Don't, because you raise your hand. Don't do that and swear to the Lord when it doesn't come past. You. Psalm 15 says, do not give an oath before the Lord. And make your angel mad. You don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So follow through in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, <clears throat> we have to speak, but the evidence speak it with other tongues, and the Spirit of God gives you evidence. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. And if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, we want to be filled, can we see your mind? Anyone at all? You know? All right. And let's all pray in the Holy Ghost for just a moment here. So full of Rama de la Black Rabbi. La Brahman delle 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I just I'll put a right hand for a second to say this out loud Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, I, give I give my life to you. I believe, I believe Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, was, Christ. Born was born of a virgin, died on the cross, rose again from the dead, and did it for me. I accept, I accept Jesus Christ. Christ as my personal Lord my and personal Lord. Savior. I repent of sin, I, of I, sin. Sin. I renounce sin, I
1: renounce
2: sin. sin. Father, thank Father, thank you for introducing me Great to Godly. Friends God and friends. Father, help me to understand
1: the Bible Father, understand. as I read as I and, as I and as I pray in
2: pray. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome to the family, Amen. God. This is you need to stay in church. This is your yeah. pastor here. praise Amen. the Lord for it. This is your pastor. Get involved after church. You raise your hand. Come shake his hand. And say, "Thank you, Pastor. I love you, Pastor. What can I do, Pastor? Amen. Get involved. That's what you're doing, this is how you function in the kingdom of God. Amen? He's, this is how you and I flow. Praise God. My Father, I bless them. command their bodies to be made alert, sound, and well. In Jesus' name, I command the blessing of God upon them. In Jesus' name, long life. You said you'd satisfy us. We accept that. We believe it. Walk in light of it. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command the blessing of God. Amen. Strength. I see strength coming to you. As I've been preaching, I see strength coming on you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus says, strengthened in your inner man. Strengthened in your inner man. Strengthened. And your prayer time is going to be sometimes I'll show you things of what you do in prayer. Oh, yeah. But I'm strengthening you for the hours ahead. Be blessed. Holy Jesus, So pull up that. So the rule from me. In the name of the Lord Jesus Father, we thank you for it. Amen. My God, thank you for his life, Father. Sweet strength. And bless his household with everything, all the supply they need. Every aspect, spirit, soul, and body, financial, social. Everything they need. Thank you, Father. He which has begun a good work in you is going to continue to the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. You just stay in the Word. Yeah. Put more teaching tapes on. Listen to the Word over and over. Fill your house with the Word. Fill your house with praise. Walk your floor in worship and praise, speaking the Word over you and your house. Life Thank you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God, church. We love you. Praise God. Amen. God's God's a good God. Amen. Amen. Pastors, why don't you stand up for just a moment? Stretch your hands out, church, towards Him, and and, uh, and uh, no, come on, both of you, come stand right up here. Let me see both of you. Put your hands out towards Him. Come on, Pastor, right up here. Put your hands out towards Him. Father, in the name of Jesus. Well, I say this Father, in the Jesus, Father in the name of Jesus. We thank you for their life.
0: Thank you for, their
2: thank you for the assignment on their life.
0: Thank you for the assignment on we thank life.
2: You what you've mandated them to do. They will do it with the Word and
1: with the Spirit. And with the spirit. They'll, live, they'll live, live
2: for the kingdom of God, the kingdom preach, of God. The preach the gospel, teach the Word,
1: teach the word.
2: feed the people. Lead the people,
1: people. people.
2: in Jesus name.
1: name. Bless them. them. Be a blessing blessing. to the
2: to to the to the world that God gives you assignment to. To In Jesus name. name. Amen. 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 Be blessed. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come out and be part of this church. Amen. Amen. Sure, love you guys. Thank you so much. Amen. Somebody give Jesus a shout and an amen. Come on. Amen. It's good to get excited. Amen. Amen. Imagine they yell, Jesus, wake up. (laughs) Jesus, wake up. There's a storm. (laughs) What we need to do is have people thank you for the word, Jesus. While I'm in the boat, right in the middle of the storm, the word works. The word works. The word works. The word, word, David Ingalls is saying, the word is working mightily in me. The word is working mightily in me. No matter what the circumstance. Come on, some of you already know that song. Word is working mightily in me. Those songs almost sound like they're kindergarten songs. Yeah. I like that. Paralyzed. Paralyzed. Satan is defeated. But Jesus is alive. What what a statement that is. And then Mark 11,
1: 23.
2: It's real to me. But right next door.
1: Mark
0: eleven twenty four. These are the words of Jesus and my authority. Mark eleven twenty four. That's eleven twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give Pastor a hand. Thank you. Thanks for coming, sir. We appreciate you. Thank you, Stan, for driving. Up. Thank you, Mr. Ann, for coming out, and Miss Suzanne, thank you for coming out as well. We appreciate you. And Dr. Marilyn, thank you for coming out. I think you're the farthest driven. Oceanside. Did anyone oh, beat Oceanside? Yeah. Can I get a A <laughs> <laughs> I think Oceanside went. Right. And Costa Mesa? We Costa Mesa. Huntington Beach. All right. Amen. Thank you for coming out. We love you guys. Wasn't that good? Let's give Pastor another hand clap for God. We're going to take up our tithes and offerings. It's good to be able to give. Amen. And if you'd like to sow to Pastor and Joanne, specifically directly to them, just make a note of that. And we'll add to that as well and give them a check. So, praise God, just make a note on there if you'd like to do that. Father, we just pray over our tithes and offerings today in Jesus' precious name. We thank you for good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over. And men add back into their laps. For with the measure they meet this morning, it shall be measured back to them in Jesus' precious name. Father, we thank you for that 30, 60, and 100-fold return. And at the same favor, on Pastor Arna, Miss Joanne. Comes upon them as they sow into them as we do as well today. Thank we thank you for their indescribable favor that's on their lives. And everyone seems to know it. We bless them and we thank you for them. The year of the church. We bless you, Father. We bless their families. In Jesus' precious name. We speak over Brent online as well, right now at Heritage in Jesus' name. Whew, fire. Thank you for him. Hallelujah. We cover him in the blood. Hallelujah. Thank you. It's a Word of Faith Church in Orange County, yes. established long ago. Thank you for him. We bless him in Jesus' precious name, and his wife, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah. We bless them in their marriage. Yeah. Taj, Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you for him. family of faith. You. Bless you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 We love you guys. Thanks for coming out. Happy Sunday. Sunday. Be being blessed. Thanks for tuning in online. Love you guys. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. nice A little chilly first, it just warmed up. It came out. Yeah, sun and the. We usually, I, I